0: to go. Lewis has been awesome. Let's it go. 50-0! He ties it at 62. Two seconds to go. Lavender three-quarter court and we're going to overtime.
1: And welcome back. Um, and we are back after a week hiatus at the uh, corner three pod here. Bud with you. I got Al on the phone with me. Um, we're talking some college hoops. Uh, since we took the week off, Al, um, we kind of had a script ready for last week, but you know, a bunch of moving parts. I was actually boots on the ground in Omaha scouting the Creighton Blue Jays. I don't know what Al was doing, but um, I was doing some homework and I was working on a script for last week. And I want to touch on Baylor because they had ascended to number one last week. They had jumped Gonzaga even though Gonzaga hadn't lost and actually Gonzaga was beating their WCC opponents. Like they usually do by about 20 to 30 to 40 points and Baylor jumped them because of Baylor's body of work. Baylor's only got one loss. That one loss was the opening night of the college basketball season. Um, But I just did, I wasn't in love with Baylor jumping Gonzaga at that point because I don't see what more Gonzaga could have done. If you're going to put Gonzaga one in January, And you know what Gonzaga has left to do. They're only going to be playing WCC games. Why are we putting them number one if we know they're going to promptly drop to number two or three if these power five teams, which are playing better schedules because they're afforded a better schedule via their conference. And they're going to be able to log these better wins like Baylor won at Texas Tech. They won at Kansas. They obviously had a number one in the country ranking resume. But Gonzaga was number one, and they did nothing wrong. So I had a problem with that. I don't have a problem with Baylor being number one. Because as Al knows, I've been pounding that drum for the Bears for the past decade and a half. I love the Baylor Bears. I love Scott Drew. Um, But I wasn't just in love with Baylor jumping Gonzaga at that point. Again, these rankings don't mean much. You know, the AP isn't even factored in when, when we select teams for the NCAA tournament. But I just didn't like the whole narrative around that al i was wondering what your thoughts were on kind of the gonzaga baylor conundrum at the top
0: yeah no, i don't i don't like that either I, I i understand that the the ap rankings don't like factor in but it matters to these schools especially gonzaga it's a big basketball school i'm sure they want to be won and then also they like i get it if they were like playing bad basketball but still winning but they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're beating the breaks off of teams. They beat BYU by 20, Pacific by 50, Santa Clara by 50. They legit won by 50 points against Santa Clara, which not horrible. Yeah. So I mean, they—I I, don't—I don't get why they got jumped. But at the like you said, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like they're both one and two, and probably pretty clearly one and two. Um, this is a pretty big drop off after that, I think.
1: True. And, you know, aside from Baylor winning out, you know, Gonzaga could ascend back to that, you know, top spot. I I know Baylor has already probably traversed their toughest road trip going to Texas Tech and Kansas, even though West Virginia might be a tougher road place to play than Texas Tech. Having to do Texas Tech and Kansas back-to-backs got to be the toughest in the Big 12 this year. So, you know, Baylor, you know, they still got to play Kansas once more, albeit in Waco. They got to go to West Virginia. They got a couple... More hurdles left, I mean, but I've watched Baylor the last couple games, and they've just been i mean they're good they're veteran they've got they can rebound, they've got length, they've got guards that are big that are quick that can also rebound they don't play that two three zone as much as they did in years past. They're playing more man to man because they have athleticism I mean Baylor <laughs> you know and and we touched on this the last time we talked you know they're they haven't made the final four um under scott drew and he's always kind of been knocking on the door this is a team that can you know obviously reach that final four i mean i wonder you know al is this i mean is baylor i mean they're number one it might be a dumb question are they a national championship caliber team
0: yeah i think they are and you actually mentioned it the one thing i've been impressed with with baylor is there's kind of switching up defenses when you run strictly a two three zone there's like a lot of times you can be uh, it's it's easy for teams to strategize like if you get a you have a good zone breaker, say like a great shooter, and you get hot. Like they could get knocked out at any point in the tournament, and they've shown that in the past. Where the team just figures out their zone early in the first half, they could easily be upset. But I think this year it actually could be their year because because of that reason, they're playing a little bit of man, and it's it's a lot tougher like going against different defenses. They could be playing a different defense every single time down the courts. As a player, it's hard to it's hard to adjust mid game to that. And it's hard for a coach to, too, because I mean, you gotta, you got to have a really good coach to get through Baylor this year. So, yeah, I, I think they're a Final Four team. I would pick them to the Final Four right now.
1: Would you be comfortable picking them as your national champion right now? I know it's all based on matchups when it comes down to the tournament. It comes down to what region you're coming out of. Are you in a tough region? Are you in an easy region? But would you be comfortable picking them to win it all right now?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think i I don't think I would. I'd probably still pick Gonzaga right now, but I, I would have, if they have, like, an easier path and, like, they play some, maybe some favorable matchups, yeah, I, I'd like Baylor a lot. They're they're really tough, and I I don't have any problem. Like, just because they haven't done it in the past, like, that doesn't, that doesn't really bother me. We saw two teams playing for the national title last year that uh, have never won one. So, well, one has now, but, um, yeah, and it's kind of, the year's trending where, like a team like Baylor, like there's going to be a ton of upsets, and then the ones kind of cruise through. They slide through and have some easy matchups, and in the second weekend, and then going into the third weekend. So I think it could be a year where the ones kind of get a little bit of a break because there's so much parity in college basketball right now. So yeah, I'd, I'd have no problem picking Baylor to the Final Four, maybe even as my national champion. But obviously, there's still a lot of still a lot of basketball to be played. But their path just got a lot easier because. Oh, what's it? The Sosa in Kansas thought he was in the WWE for a second.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. that was MMA. WWE's fake. I mean, he was actually throwing stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was just, just – I mean, that was wild. I thought a Fan was going to come out too. I thought we were going to have like Mouse in the Palace type action.
1: That was – that, that was yeah, that was a legitimate brawl. Like a lot of times it's just a bunch of pushing and shoving. Like we had a legitimate brawl on our hands in the Sunflower State. That was <laughs> – that was, that was had, a little different. We had
0: guys, we had guys that like – like wipe the floor team managers like about to throw punches. Like they were about to throw hands with like division one stocky built athletes. And these these like team managers are like, all right, give me give me this action. I want these hands. Let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's when you know that's when you know you got a good rivalry. So so good on you, K State in Kansas. And also, I mean let's let's break that down a little bit. You know, that was the big story from this past week. So Al, you were a player. So um, you know we're going to paint the situation for our listeners. So Kansas is up by I believe it's 23, or they're up by more than 20, and they're just trying to dribble out the ball. And this freshman guard for K State, you know, sneaks up behind the guy he's just trying to dribble the ball out, steals it, goes down to the other end of the floor, wants to get an uncontested layup that won't have any bearing on who wins the game, or even you know nothing to do with the the results, the end result of the game. And he gets just he just gets his, you know, he gets it stuffed, and uh, and then you know the the fracas ensues. Al, what did you think about that situation? Who's in the wrong? Was it, was it the K-State guy, you know, freshman being a little overzealous, just trying to get an easy two? Was it Kansas overreacting after you get a block? Who, who was at fault here?
0: Well, I, the block, I was, I was so happy about the block. I mean, that was, when, well, like a team is dribbling out the clock, they've already dominated you. Like, they, they kicked the shit out of you. Like, you, you just they're doing a respectful thing they're not running up the score um and they're dribbling out the clock and you go steal it and try to get a bucket so all the way up to like the block and the stare down was awesome but then after that it was like all right Kansas like you won by 20 like what are you doing here like yeah. the game is over like settle down like I, I just didn't
1: get it yeah and you got you got to be smart if you're Kansas K-State's K- kind of in a little bit of a down year this year they're not you know, I think that they're under 500 right now. They're kind of at the bottom of the Big 12. They're not really going anywhere. But Kansas, like you said, Kansas has a, a ton to play for. You're talking about a top-five team in the country um, and <laughs> trying to traverse through the Big 12, and you're missing a bunch of your guys now. Granted, they were playing the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Got kind of a favorable draw getting Tennessee at home and Tennessee being on a down year as well. But, yeah, I mean, those suspensions could lose loom large, like you alluded to, with, with you know, playing Baylor or West Virginia or Texas Tech, and you don't have one of your – you know, stalwarts out there because he decided to be a little immature and, you know, start throwing things, throwing punches and just in a game that was already won. Not that that should even be an excuse. I mean, if the game was close, there should be no brawl. I mean, come on, have, have a little self-control. I mean, I love a good rivalry. I love a good pushing and shoving. You know, I'll harken back to Ohio State, Michigan football. I love when you can have a guy who gets thrown out of the game for just a little pushing and shoving and gives two birds to the fans. I love that. I love that about college sports. I love that passion, but it, there has to be a, a cutoff point. And I don't think, they, and obviously they did not hit that cutoff point. They went just, they just completely disregarded that and went above and beyond.
0: Yeah. And I think people like overreacted to it. I mean, it was like, it was a brawn. It, it was stupid, but like at the end of the day, really nothing too much happened. But uh, the, I think, I feel like the suspensions were fair. I saw those come out. Just kind of, Kind of not not that big of a news. Yeah, I mean, people just assumed they were just going to be gone for a decent amount. If he actually hit somebody with that chair, I, he would never play college basketball again. Oh, yeah. obvious, for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, I mean, at at the end of the day, they just need to be like you. Just got to be smart if you're Kansas. Like you're one of the best teams in the country. You have the chance to play for a national title, and you do that. That's that's a that's just a reflection on on the coaching staff and everything going on in Kansas right now, man, that place is got to be just a little bit sad right now.
1: Well, yeah. And you know, and that's the thing, Kansas already had enough on their plate with the FBI probes and the investigation going on prior to the season with, you know, DeSosa at the, you know, centerfold of that. So, you know, that's something that Kansas didn't want to have to deal with, especially when they're having a special season. Um, you know, I want to touch back on something you said, you know, Baylor <laughs> kind of being that, that new blood in the tournament, you know, we got a couple teams, Especially at the top, maybe looking to break through here. You know, Gonzaga, you know, never won a national championship, played for one, and obviously they've been a blue blood for the past, you know, 20 years, played for one a couple of years ago. But you got a team like San Diego State, are, you know, are alone unbeaten. You know, they're at they're there at number four. You got a team like Dayton with one of the best players in the country in Obi-Tobin, you know, projected as a top two seed by our guy Joe Lenardi. Um, you got a team like Seton Hall in the top ten with a great player like Miles Powell. You got a lot of fun storylines you don't just have like north carolina's gone your blue blood's out of there they're not playing michigan will not be in a final four this year they're very down i mean you got a lot of new blood in this top 10 it's going to make for a fun march who are a couple of those teams i mean are you excited to see kind of like these dayton san diego state teams like you know high up there they're not just darlings they're going to be top three seed line
0: yeah no i am really excited and i'm happy that Like, it's been, like, almost a down year for some of these Blue butts which has given, like, San Diego State and, like, Dayton the room to move up in the top, uh, well, move up in the top 25 and get those high seeds because they're going to get favorable matchups instead of, in in past years where mid-majors kind of just got screwed by the committee at times. Like,
1: sometimes, like, we'll have mid-majors playing each other in the first round. To eliminate them, yep.
0: Yeah, just. Like they're they're in that that stacked region or something like that. So I mean, I just like that they're gonna get a better opportunity in the tournament. I like San Diego State a lot. They shoot it. I mean, they've been shooting it really well from outside. And then Dayton. When you have a when you have a team when you have a guy that's gonna go top five in the NBA, you just never know what could happen with a team like Dayton or a team like Seton Hall. I think Seton Hall is really tough too. Uh, when they're when they're healthy, I think Seton Hall is a top five team in the country. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for basically those three teams that I just listed, and I mean a couple more. Butler has struggled a little bit lately, but I, I openly said that I liked them a lot uh, a couple episodes ago. And then, um, yeah, and then there's there's other teams that are kind of showing showing signs of being decent too. I was very excited about Memphis all the way up until that 40 point loss. <laughs> but um, they, yeah, they've kind of sputtered lately. But uh, other than that, yeah, there's—I mean—there's I mean, there's a lot of fun teams in the tournament this year, and I think it's more headlined by by big players on each team rather than just like one team full of stars like Duke was last year, sure. or like Virginia was last year. with it was kind of like contrasting where one team was all veterans and one was all young guys, but those were two of the biggest teams, and they were just—I mean—star-studded teams. So it's it kind of different where everyone's spread out this year. Like the stars are spread out rather than being just on one single blue
1: blood sure sure and you know one thing i want to touch on it with san diego state and that's you know not you know them being a mount west team is is, is fun for me um but you know them being our last unbeaten and playing in a mount west that you know is you know kind of been down for the past about half a decade last five or six years it's kind of been down um you know utah state's kind of that only other team that has legitimate at-large hopes and those at-large hopes are fleeting at best um, it, yeah, that, that's putting it kindly for your Utah State Aggies there, Al. Um, yeah, they they kind of suck. <laughs> but that being said, you know, San Diego State, I at least on paper, if you, if you never saw them, they're going to remind you of Wichita State from a few years ago with Clay Anthony early and that team that went unbeaten through the regular season, unbeaten through their conference tournament, and made it to March unbeaten as on one seed, and then they lost to Kentucky in the second round in a one-versus-nine matchup. Is is San Diego State? Are they similar to Wichita State on the floor in in to to that kind of team? Are they a team vulnerable if they get like a one seed in that second round versus an eight nine winner?
0: Yeah, I think so because I mean that eight nine game's tricky because a lot of the times you have that that like big conference team that just lost a couple close games that they needed to win to move up to like the five ranks. So it's tough. Yeah, I, I think there's susceptible to it because they're not. They're not dominating teams the way we've seen Gonzaga and Baylor do. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would be shocked if one of those teams were to lose to an eight-nine. But it would not. It, it, it kind of scares me with San Diego State because they're winning, and you can't, you can't knock them for that. They're they literally have not lost a game, but they're they're playing in some close games, so they're definitely susceptible to an early loss. But I I I don't think they will lose. But you never know.
1: Sure. Do they lose before March or before the tournament?
0: I, I, have, I have not seen a single team in the Mountain West even. You know, I, maybe I, I think they lose a game. I, I think they'll win their conference tournament, but I think they'll drop one at some point here
1: coming up. I mean, this week could actually be a ripe opportunity for that. They got to go to New Mexico, who's unbeaten at home this year. I think they're thirteen at home, thirteen and zero at home in the pit. And New Mexico's kind of maybe could be your third, second, third, fourth best team in the Mount West, but having already got gone to Logan and beaten Utah State, who everyone thought was a the best team in the Mount West, but then the second best team in the Mount West probably right now, maybe. and they already you know, went to Logan and beat him by double figures, yeah, I don't I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. I don't think San Diego State's losing. I mean, <laughs> you know me, i'm a, <laughs> I'm a passionate Mount west guy, but i don't I don't see them losing. I, I think they're gonna go to March like thirty and o and be a number one seed, and yeah, and then there's going to be questions like we had with Wichita State. um You know, the it's other right, th-
0: almost like the questions we've had in like we talked about them earlier with Gonzaga in years where, like, years before they started playing a uh, really really tough non conference, where you're like, all right, we haven't seen this team really play anyone. How good are they? And then that was the year. I mean, that was when Wichita State, their coming alive party, when they lost to. Uh, Oh, yeah, that Wichita State team with, was it, uh, Anthony Early or something like that?
1: Yeah, was that Van Vliet too?
0: And Van Vliet, yeah, he was on that team. They played like a kind of second fiddle to a couple guys on that first Wichita State team because they were younger. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I I, I think we're definitely going to get some of those questions and people are going to be asking themselves if San Diego State's for real because – they, I mean, just to be honest. They haven't have they played a ranked team yet this year. They have not, so you, you just never know.
1: I mean, they beat they did beat Iowa way back when. They beat them by. Yeah, they beat
0: Creighton and Iowa in the same week, which was impressive.
1: Looks more impressive uh, now than it did then. Let's give them that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Both of those teams have kind of, I don't know, come back to life here. I thought they were both going to have really down years, but they figured they figured it out. Um, they haven't went over. If obviously they have two wins over. Basically every single team in the Mountain West by the end of the year, so yeah, it's it's not it's not a bad resume, but there's still definitely going to be those questions. What do you, what do you think? You think it's do you think it's going to be close games in the tournament early on, like kind of people people trying to figure out if they're good or not, and and then maybe maybe make a run, or do you think they're just going to be? beating the brakes off people kind of like they do in the
1: Mount West. You know, it's funny watching them today, and we're recording this on a Sunday night. I watched them uh, this afternoon play UNLV in Vegas. Again, another team that is in the top half of the Mount West, and you're going on the road, and, and life on the road, I don't care how good you are, life on the road in conference against teams that know you, that have scouted you for years. That's tough. And, you know, it was close. It was close in the second half. It was a tie ball game. UNLV took a brief lead midway through the second half. Now, San Diego State closed very strong. The thing I would have been worried about with San Diego State, with the state of the Mountain West, is if they just roll through the Mountain West, what happens when you face adversity in that second round of the NCAA tournament? And now you have a close game. You haven't played a close game in a while. So you need experiences in tight situations, and you need to know who you're going to in those tight situations. You need to know who your alpha is. And San Diego State, I think, would benefit You know, if this New Mexico game on Wednesday is close. And, and, you know, they have to make plays down the stretch on the road in a hostile environment. I think that's going to go a long way. I wouldn't be worried about San Diego state in that second round. I mean, you know, Duke almost lost to UCF last year in the second round, those eight, nine teams are good. And it's not just San Diego state that we're saying this about. I mean, you know, Baylor could lose to an eight, nine team and Gonzaga, like you said, they might not be as susceptible, but I mean, those eight, nine teams are good. Like you said, they're usually your power five teams that are a couple wins away from being in that five six slot, but then they've dropped down to that eight nine slot, and they're good, and they're kind of playing with house money. They're, they're you know, because they no expectations. So I wouldn't be worried about them in the second round. Now that's me talking about a Mountain West team. Not worried about them in March. Hell, I should be worried about them in the one sixteen matchup. So uh,
0: I, I just think, like you, you kind of pointed to it. San Diego State needs. Uh, sometimes a loss is good for you. You oh, gotta yeah. figure out in college basketball. You figure out who you are after a loss, and um, uh, and also being down. How are they gonna react if a team gets hot and they're down ten for like the first time this year mm-hmm. in the tournament? You know what I mean, because teams teams get hot in the first half of tournaments. We've seen that. We've seen, I mean, we've seen that from many teams every year. There's a team that gets that gets really hot, and just shines bright, and has their one shining moment, um during the tournament like the first half they just hit like 10 threes how are they going to react to that they haven't seen that yet I've, they've barely trailed this
1: year yeah yeah no absolutely and um you know one thing i want to touch on in this first segment you know we're getting to that time end of the end of the month of january it's actually a really fun time to talk like bubble talk like those teams that'll be you know probably vying for eight nine slots you know vying for 10 seeds 11 seeds vying to be some of those last teams in the tournament and Al, it's fun. We've done this over the past few years. Um, just between me and you, I'd text you a bunch of teams and you'd, you know, I'd you know, ask you in or out. And, you know, we're going to do a little segment here. We're just going to play a little in and out with you, Al. So um, you can you can touch on a little bit of these teams if you want. You can just say in or out and you can, you, you don't really have to give me much reasoning because we got about 15 teams to get through. I just want to get a little like a kind of a bubble bash, if you will. Um, We're going to start with our defending national champions. We're going to talk about your Virginia Cavaliers. Picked up a big road win in overtime against Wake Forest. I don't know if that can be considered a big road win, but Virginia surely needed it. Virginia, life on the bubble. Are your Cavaliers in or out?
0: I got Virginia in. I don't think they'll do anything in the tournament, though.
1: Okay. Yeah, they, they. I mean, they've always struggled.
0: Can't score. Yeah, not score. It's like it's it's almost embarrassing. Bad. How bad they like their offense is pitiful.
1: Um, we are not talking football. We are talking basketball, I and mean, we're talking Alabama. We're talking first year Nate Oates has the have the Alabama Crimson Tide after a couple early season losses to the likes of Yale and uh, perplexing losses have rebounded of late. Played well in the SEC. Got a big win over Auburn. Alabama in or out.
0: This one's kind of tricky because they've been playing basketball. They've been playing good basketball lately, with uh, with wins over some solid teams like Auburn and I mean Kansas State. Not a bad team. Well, I guess they're eight ten this year, so that's not great. But they've been playing good basketball lately. I'm still gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out right now. I don't think they have I don't think they have nearly the resume that should get them into the tournament with the loss of Penn and Furman. Early in the
1: year. Oh, it was Penn. Um, I I thought it was Yale. God, I got my uh, Ivy Leagues mixed up. Oh, good uh, Lord. I did those guys dirty up there. They don't even know they play basketball probably at Penn. Those students don't even know. Hey, man,
0: they had, what was it, last year or two years ago, they had a really solid team. It um, seems like that... That whatever whatever team comes out of the Ivy always kind of has a close game there in the in the first round. Oh so no,
1: I've just, definitely been on the losing end of that where I've picked Baylor to win it all in a five twelve matchup against Yale. And what was that, Mackay? What was his name? Oh God, uh, Mika something or another. He went to go play for Baylor. He played for him like last year, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, He
0: played from. He played from last year.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, so I've no, I've been on the losing end of those. Mal Malachi, something yeah, something like that. But Malachi, I'm thinking Malachi Flynn of San Diego State. So I'm in, I'm still in Aztec mode over here. Um, <laughs> but so you got Bama out. Uh, we're gonna go drop down to the mid-major ranks. Northern Iowa picks up picks up a big home win over Loyola Chicago today to ascend back to the top of the Missouri Valley. Northern Iowa, gaudy record, couple nice wins in or out.
0: Uh, I've got, I've got. Northern Iowa in I think Just their loss To West Virginia doesn't look bad Now there's only a five point loss at West Virginia that's that's almost as Impressive as some of their wins um Colorado win is nice Yeah I've, I've got them in right now the Win over oil is not bad either that's a Pretty good squad so um Couple questionable losses Illinois State's not great and Southern Illinois definitely isn't great either so Um yeah, I think I, I have them on the inside right
1: now. Boy, struggling with the land of Lincoln there, are we? Southern Illinois and uh, losing to Southern Illinois and Illinois State. Just struggling to go to the, uh, the old land of Lincoln there for Northern Iowa. But you got them in. Probably will have a gaudy record. They'll be compared against like a Purdue, um, and we might get to them later. But, yeah, I, you know, I would always lean towards Northern Iowa. But um, we got a team near and dear to your heart. We got Minnesota, who's just got a – night. Nice, well, they lost today, but they had a nice road win against – Ohio State on Thursday. Sorry for bringing it up, Al. But you got you got the Golden ghosts in or out? Uh,
0: I mean, I kind of want to just put them in just to give Ohio State a little bump. But <laughs> right now I have them out. They got they got blown out by Michigan State. and They're only really, well, I guess they have one over Michigan, a 19th-ranked Michigan. They have two wins against Ohio State. I, I have them out right now because I think they're going to drop probably a couple more in the Big Ten. They got Illinois next. I see that as a loss. They've got Wisconsin after that. I see that as a loss. So that's, uh, I I think, a three-game losing streak will just about bury Minnesota.
1: Okay, we're going to talk about a team that you touched on earlier, our Wisemanless Memphis Tigers, who are plummeting after Tulsa beat the tar out of them. They also lose. They they gave up a 15-0 run to SMU to close the game. They were up 11 on SMU and then lost by five. Or wait, does that make sense? No, lost by four. Sorry about my math there, um, but Memphis in or out? They're more bubbly now than we ever thought. Yeah, as of right now, I think they're in, but by the end of the
0: year, I, I legit think they're out of the tournament. They're playing bad basketball right now, it's kind of disappointing because I kind of like the 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 bounce back right when right when Wiseman it was announced that he couldn't he couldn't play he's not going to play for the rest of the year they uh, they really started playing some decent basketball, but they've They've fallen apart with the new year, so yeah, I'm gonna go with in as of right now because they still do have a decent resume. They've beaten, they've beaten Tennessee, and they hung around with Oregon. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go out on Memphis
1: right wow, now. Going out, all right. This these next two we can kind of lump together. They're your little, uh, your little favorite conference way out west. Uh, is the WCC a one-bid, two-bid, three-bid league? You got BYU, St. Mary's. What do you think about those two squads? Uh, you know I like BYU.
0: I'm going to put them in for that reason. Just because um, you
1: like them. That's all you're going to put them in for. Well, no. If, I, like, if that like, was it, can I put gonna... Wyoming in? Can I use my one just flyer on Wyoming? Can I just put them in too? Well,
0: I mean, BYU has actually a chance of making the tournament. If, if Wyoming – won their conference and made the tournament i would i would sever a limb there's i would i would bet a limb on
1: that i'd have a heart attack and die so you'd lose a limb i'd be dead there'd be no more corner three pod.
0: yeah we'd be done for sure yeah i'd be in probably a bad place
1: (laughs) um armless or
0: legless and then you yeah you would be dead
1: no i think we're chopping off an arm aren't we i mean if we're chopping off a limb we're definitely chopping off an arm not a leg aren't we
0: yeah well whatever
1: i mean i still want to walk
0: well, I, but then, I mean, I couldn't like shoot anymore. Ah, good the, point. So, I mean, I what are you? Well. So,
1: what are you cutting off, Al? Are you cutting off an arm or a leg? I mean, it's a question for you. See, I'm cutting off an arm. I'm just just throwing that out there.
0: Yes, yeah, I'd probably go arm, but that's that's a tough one.
1: Yeah, get rid of my that's left. Tough. I don't use it for anything, anyways.
0: Yeah, I actually honestly don't even use my left hand playing basketball at all, anyways. So <laughs> I might as well just get rid of
1: it. <laughs> so uh, you like BYU in? Are you putting St. Mary's out then as a result? Uh, yeah, I think so. They're 18 and 4 right now which I like. But
0: um they've got they've got a tough stretch coming up where they have where they have where they play at BYU and then they play they play Gonzaga twice for the rest of the year and then possibly three times if they want a chance to make the tournament cuz they'd have to cuz they'd have to go through them in the conference title. So I'm going to I'm going to go out obviously as of right now at 18 and 4 pretty solid resume. They would, be, they would be in, but I, I don't think they'll make the tournament.
1: Okay, so we're... Pro- yeah, and as, Al's, as Al is alluding to, he's projecting, you know, to what this team will be. Yeah, like,
0: it, it, it's different. Like, I'm not picking right now, in or out. No, I'm just saying, do I think they're going to make it?
1: Probably not. Sure, and then the last team we'll get to, and then we'll get to a few more after our quick break, but the last team... For this segment, will be Oklahoma, the Sooners, pretty good football squad. We're talking like <laughs> talking about good football teams again that are on the bubble in basketball. The Sooners played Baylor tough early last week, lost on the road in Waco. Oklahoma in or out?
0: Oklahoma feels like one of those teams that's going to make it and kind of shock a lot of people. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they're going to have they're going to have a decent win total, but not a lot of big wins. And some people might get a little bit mad about that around tournament time. I'm sure Dickie V will be screaming in, like, some FaceTime video or something like that and, like, put it up on Twitter.
1: But Dickie yeah, V is always there. good for one one big complaint where he's just, I mean, he's banging the drum for a mid-major like a Middle Tennessee or a St. Mary's or a Northern Iowa. So, I mean, I'm all for those Dickie V Skype videos on Selection Sunday where he's going at Jay Billis, and they're kind of going blow for blow like K-State and Kansas. So, you know, I'm ready for that. But, and, and to that point, we'll take our first break here. We'll get back. We'll talk a little more, a couple more bubbles I want to get to, and then we'll get into our Wages of the Week again. Getting a little closer here because Al's been slipping up here of late. So uh, we will uh, take a quick break here. And we're back here at the Corner 3 pod. Um, we will get to Wages of the Week, and uh, things are heating up in Wages of the Week. But before that, I want to get to a couple more bubbles. We got through about half the list here of Al giving me in or out. We've got Virginia in, Bama uh, – Bama's. are we are we going Bama in or out?
0: Uh, I, think we, I think we went
1: with in. Okay, Virginia in, Bama in, Northern Iowa in, Minnesota out, Memphis out, BYU in, St. Mary's out, Oklahoma in. Now we're going to your Big Ten country. This is going to be a team that's going to be about 17 and 14 and under 500 in the Big Ten, but have played a gauntlet of a schedule, Purdue. Yeah,
0: I don't know. The, the nine losses right now looks really bad. I just think this Purdue team is definitely quite good
1: enough to be in the tournament. I'm going to give them the bump. I'm going to say yes
0: because I think they're going to have some big wins. They have Rutgers, a ranked team.
1: Rutgers. Okay, we're gonna I'm gonna stop you right there there, Al, and this is to commend you. We we've said a lot of outrageous things on these pods. We've we've we you could deem them hot takes if you want. One of them was Al about, I think late November calling Rutgers a tournament team. Rutgers is not only a tournament team, they're a team that can win a game or two in said tournament. The rack is rolling in well, what is it? Piscataway or whatever, wherever the hell they play in Jersey. Oh, the, the, the Scarlet Knights are the best Scarlet donning team in the big 10. And not even Al can argue that right now. So great call by Al.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're welcome, listeners. I hope you started putting money on on Rutgers, like I told you to.
1: <laughs> so Purdue, we're going in. All right, another team that's going to be very in the Purdue kind of realm. A team that seems seems to be always on this bubble is NC State, the kind of the third wheel in the North Carolina hierarchy after UNC and Duke. Although UNC is atrocious this year, so but it, to say that NC State in or out. I got I got NC State
0: in. I like their roster this year, but they always lose just questionable games. Like the loss to Georgia Tech does not look good. The loss to Virginia Tech does not look good. They, I mean, there was a close game against Clemson, but they really kind of got dominated by them. They just have every year. There's questionable losses by North Carolina State, and they kind of underperform for the amount of talent they have. I I like their their roster a lot. Um, Marquel is really tough. At the guard position, he's, I think, an 1,000-point scorer now um, at NC State, which is very impressive. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to go in but lose in the first round of the tournament.
1: All right. We're going to head out west. Al, get out your map. We're going to USC. um, Playing well in the Pac-12, although they don't really have a strong resume. They have a better record than, say, like a Purdue or NC State. But USC going to be in or out. Um, I've got, I've got USC
0: in as well. I think at some point I'm probably going to have to start taking teams out. There's not <laughs> that many teams that are allowed into the tournaments. I'm just like liking a lot of teams right now, but they do have, I like their schedule. Um, I think they can kind of, it's make or break it down the stretch for them. They have basically like today. I don't think they have a ranked win right now, but they play Colorado twice, Arizona twice. Uh, to finish up the season here, so they—I mean, it's make it or break it in in those games. They can split when when beat Colorado once and beat Arizona once. I think they're going to make it. So, I yeah, I like
1: USC in. Okay, we'll stay out west. I'll uh, I'll throw Arizona State to you. Uh, Bobby Hurley's Sun Devils picked up a big win over rival Arizona over the weekend. Are the Sun Devils in or out?
0: Yeah, I've got I've got Arizona State out. yeah, obviously a big one against Arizona, but you never know what can happen in a, in a rivalry game. I don't think that's sustainable. Um, they have they have Oregon at some point uh, it was in February, and then um, I don't know, just a couple of questionable teams that if they lose to them, it doesn't really look all that good. Not not a whole lot to move up for Arizona State only room to move down so um, i'm gonna say arizona state's gonna be out
1: yeah the pac-12 is similar to a mid-major um you know and there's not many games that can help you there's only games that can hurt you there's only landmine games out there it's kind of like a northern iowa like a loss to you know like when they lose to illinois state even if you beat illinois state no one's giving you credit for that but they will hammer you if you lose it there's just not many of those games for usc because the pac-12 you know kind of been down for the past few years now you know that's kind of you know, kind of the world that is the Pac-12. We're going to shift over to the Big 12 and the state of Texas. The Big 12 might not have as many bids as it normally does, and we got two Texas teams on the bubble. Let's start with the Longhorns because Shaka, I think, needs the tournament, and even if he gets the tournament, he still may not retain his job because he has not done what Texas had hoped he would do there and revitalize that basketball program. He has not done that, and is Texas going to make the tournament?
0: I don't think Texas is going to make the tournament. I think Shaka is going to be gone. I will never understand what Shaka has done at Texas. We both know what made Shaka good was that press and uh, havoc, is what they called it at BCU. And he's basically running one of the slowest teams in the country right now with Texas. He's like, it's been big heavy since he got there, and they play slow. And they don't press, and when they do, it's very token. Like, oh, I'll make you turn once when you go up the fourth. It's not like sure. they're creating turnovers. Yeah, I mean, I think Texas, I think I think Texas fires him after they don't make the tournament, which could maybe open up for Shaga to go maybe to a mid major where he'd be more successful. I thought he was, I thought it was crazy that they had offered him when they did. He really hadn't done anything but a, a long tournament run. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Texas, no. Yeah,
1: there'll probably be a vacancy in Laramie if he wants to come up north. I came in. Said, There's a lot of work to do there. There's
0: a lot of work to do there. Hey, you know what? The one thing is, anything's an improvement
1: there. Hey, you so... can. Hey, you can tire some teams out at seventy-two twenty. Havoc looks a lot nicer on the top of a mountain. I'll tell you that much right now. Teams get tired when we're when we play twenty-five seconds out of the shot clock. We just bleed it without making you move. Teams get tired at seventy-two twenty. So I'll take Havoc yeah. up there.
0: And and like I was getting to. He literally needs to be like four games under five hundred to have an improvement. So, uh, yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, I, I think he'd like it there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just want kind of anybody. I'll take Tim Miles too, just for on the record, just to put that on the oh, record. Tim I
0: Miles think. is awesome. I love him at Wyoming. <laughs> Tim Miles is. I think the nicest guy I've ever seen in my entire life. He's just
1: living in Lincoln right now, working for the Big Ten Network. Like he's just not like he didn't even want to go back into coaching. He's just living his life in Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: He's like, Oh, I'm gonna take a year off and see if anything comes about. I'm just, All right, man, you can do you.
1: Dude, he won at Colorado State. I mean, Wyoming's forty miles up the road from Colorado State. If he can recreate what he did at at Wyoming at Colorado State, I will forever be indebted to him. So Tim Miles, please come. Laramie's beautiful in January.
0: Maybe maybe we'll we'll start we'll start tweeting them. We'll we'll let, we'll let them know that that it's that it's on our minds. If someone <laughs> someone's looking at it, thinking, oh, maybe maybe Wyoming should drop the bag for
1: uh, for a new coach. You want to come back to the MWC? It's not as difficult as when you left it. So hey, all you got to beat is San Diego State. Hey, come on back. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one team. Everyone else kind of sucks. <laughs> um, to that point, is Utah State making the tournament? Nope. Nope. All right. They're not even on my bubble list because they've fallen so far. They actually, you know, we didn't do a pod. (laughs) I don't know if Al was avoiding me strategically, and I know he wasn't, so I'm just putting him on the spot now. But Utah State had one of the biggest implosions at Boise State. They were up by, I believe they were up by like seven with 19 seconds to play in the game. Somehow that game went to overtime and then lost in overtime. It was improbable how they lost at Boise State, and it would have been apropos. With how disappointing Utah State has been. Honestly, San Diego State is better than I thought Utah State was gonna be. So the the Mountain West has a better bell cow, but Utah State is so bad that it was a total misfire for me to have them in the final four. Yeah,
0: they're five they're five and four in the Mountain West. That is not a, anything near a Final Four. Team. Would Ohio State
1: be five and four in the Mountain West?
0: Ohio State
1: would probably be undefeated. No, 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 no. They wouldn't beat San Diego State. <laughs> You, well,
0: we've we've beaten we've beaten the top ten ranked team, two top ten ranked teams.
1: That North Carolina win, that North Carolina win, is now worse than the Nebraska. Well,
0: win Well, but Villanova has moved into the
1: top ten. That 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 I win have, has aged quite by well it, by the
0: tune of thirty points.
1: That Kentucky win's aged well as well. Yeah, Kentucky's a t- solid team. I knew that would age well.
0: I, I the, the North Carolina when we beat them, I was when I was watching that game. I'm like, this team's not good. Like they're <laughs> they're really not good. And then. They're like one player too. I what I saw someone say, Cole Anthony's gonna come back and they're gonna win the ACC tournament. That was on Twitter. I'm like, dude, what are, what team have you been watching? And also, Cole Anthony's not LeBron James. <laughs> True, because like, like LeBron could make that happen. I don't know if anyone else could. They're
1: bad. True. I mean, they're 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 really. I mean, people. It's almost like 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 teams like Pitt and teams like Wake Forest and teams like Georgia Tech are just getting in the ring against North Carolina and absolutely just landing knockout blows because North Carolina will not be down for long but this year they are down and teams like Georgia Tech and Pitt are like oh hell yeah oh let's kick them let's hit them down and let's kick them while they're down oh I mean we've,
0: we've seen this from North Carolina before though they're not like Duke where they don't have any down years we they had a they had a down year about five years back where they were just awful and then since then, but they play for two national titles, one, one of them. Yeah. So they, they will be back very strong probably next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the Tar Heels have been, have been just tough to watch this
1: year. Yeah. I don't know who, what hot take artists had Cole Anthony leading them to the, but it will be interesting because he is coming back tomorrow being Monday against NC state. It will be interesting to see how they look. You know, he's, I don't know if he's going to be on kind of a minutes restriction, kind of like a Zion esque thing where he's only going to play about 20 minutes or so, but it'll be interesting to see, how much improved they are, and how long he needs to kind of get his sea legs. Because, again, aside from a very strong February, and aside from winning the ACC tournament, which you got to win like eight games in seven days to do, yeah, North Carolina is not going dancing. But, but props, you know what, we, we did we
0: did the tag on them a lot. Props to Cole Anthony for coming back. He They're bad. They're not going to the tournament. Uh, he very well could have just been like, all right, I'm just, screw this. I'm done. Like, we're horrible. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get ready for the draft. And I think everyone would have understood.
1: Yeah.
0: And he didn't. And props to him for that. He said he loved his team and everything like that. And I think I think it's cool that he that he is gonna come back. I think he should be on a minutes restriction though. It'd be different if they were playing for something. The, the rest of this regular season, they they're not playing for anything. Yes. Yeah. This regular season, if they're gonna do anything. They'd have to win the conference tournament. So yep. He should legit play. They should really ease him into it like first game 10 minutes 20 minutes something like that in, in, in that in that range
1: sure yeah it yeah it'd just be interesting and and the one last bubble team i wanted to get to we'll stay in the state of texas then we'll get to our wages of the week uh so you got texas out do you like jamie dixon's tcu horned frogs uh
0: this is just Based on watching them, I, I just don't think TCU is really all that good. <laughs>
1: well, um, bubble teams generally aren't really that good.
0: <laughs> I mean, they the win over Texas Tech was really good, but the, the like the thirty point loss to West Virginia was like I mean, anytime you lose by thirty, it's college basketball. It ain't good. And there, I think they'll lose to Texas and then to Baylor, and then eventually to damn. So they have Texas and Baylor this week. So I think they lose both of those. And then I think they'll lose Kansas and Texas Tech uh, coming up here in early February. So that, that'll that just about bury them. They'll be done. Yeah, I don't think TCU would make it.
1: Yeah, and the Big 12 doesn't have the depth it normally has. You know, Iowa State's very down. Oklahoma State's still down. K-State's down. Um, yeah, the Big 12 might be looking at six, maybe even five teams of the tournament. You know, not like the... That's not very... You know, that's very atypical of yeah, the Big but, 12.
0: but if Kansas is at full strength, you have two teams that are national title contenders. True.
1: Coverage. Very true. So Yeah, I wouldn't put West Texas Virginia's Tech not, in that. Yeah. West
0: Virginia's not bad, and Texas Tech's not bad either. Those are teams that can make a run as well.
1: Yeah, no, I'd put them definitely in different... I'd put those in tiers. I would put Kansas, Baylor, in National Championship caliber tier. And I would put... Well, I mean,
0: we're talking about the number one and number three team in the country. Yeah, I, I would as well.
1: True, but I mean, Texas Tech and West Virginia, I would say, you know, have second weekend potential. And, you know, again, if the breaks... I, I never want to play West Virginia. I always want to play West Virginia, and I never want to play West Virginia because their offense is atrocious, but they play unlike anybody else defensively. So I always want to play West Virginia in the tournament. I always don't want to play West Virginia in the tournament, if that makes it's sense. Just-
0: Oh, it does for sure. It depends on your team's style. If your team, if your team maybe struggles to score, but they take care of the ball, West Virginia is the team you want to play because they're going to they're going to hand you twenty five points at the free throw line. That is it's given to you. So your style of play is huge. If you're a team that turns the ball over a lot and doesn't take care of the ball, West Virginia is the last team you want to see because they will make you pay for any mistake you have.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and um, you know that that'll kind of that, that's a nice segue for us talking about West Virginia because they're our first wager of the week, and we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, we have to review the uh, scorecard. And um, Bud is making a char- a charge a late February. Just call me a bubble team. Call me Purdue making a charge here in wager of the Week. I have ascended to a thirty and thirty three overall record, two games back of leader in the clubhouse Al, who is one game over the five hundred market, thirty two and thirty one. And to that point, we will get to West Virginia. Now, these again, these rankings are the rankings prior. We don't even know if Texas Tech will be ranked after taking two losses this past week. Number 14, West Virginia, has to travel to Lubbock to take on number 18, Texas Tech. Al, you get the first shot at this one. Who do you like? you like the Mountaineers on the road or the Red Raiders bounce back at home?
0: I like the I like the Mountaineers on the road in this one. Um, I'm going with West Virginia. I think they'll be a little too much for Texas Tech. And Texas Tech showed me a lot of bad things in the past week. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna lean that way. I'm assuming
1: you're probably gonna take Tech. Guns up, baby, Texas Tech. Chris Beard with the bounce back. Let's go. Played 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 a tough Kentucky team. Close. Lost on the road to TCU. Nothing to uh nothing to throw you know, cargo over the ship on. We're, we're just fine. Everything's going fine. We're good. No icebergs have been hit. Let's go. Texas tech guns up. Um, we're going to venture to the big 10 for the next one. We've got number 19, Iowa traveling to number 17, Maryland. um, Boy, we pick the Terrapins all the time, and boy, all right, oh, this one's up to me for, oh, great, I get to pick the Big Ten game. Yeah, this one's rough, have fun. Maryland's good at home, they're good at home, and that doesn't help you in March, because you don't play home games, but Maryland's good at home, and they're not losing to Iowa, so I got the Terps at home. They're
0: not losing to Iowa after they already did by, what, 19 or 18? In Iowa City,
1: in Iowa City.
0: And you you picked Iowa, so you're going Maryland this time.
1: Who are you going? Uh, I'm going Maryland. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
0: they They snug one out against the good Indiana team uh, at Indiana. It's always tough to play there. So I'm, I'm gonna go Maryland winning this one, but they've got a tough they got a tough stretch. They got Iowa Rutgers and Illinois. Those are three ranked teams back to back to back. So we'll see if they could get out of there with two or three wins.
1: Okay. Uh, we'll travel down to the SEC. I believe game Days going to be at Auburn for the first time um, for a college basketball game um on the plains. Auburn kind of took, you know, kind of stabilized themselves. Although if you can call it four or six point win over a struggling Iowa state team, stabilizing yourself, they did do that. If that's what you call it, Auburn hosting Kentucky 15 versus 16 here. Number 15, Kentucky going to number 16, Auburn. Al, this one's to you first. Who do you like the Wildcats on the road or the tigers at home? I'm actually really excited about this
0: game. I think it's, I think it's a huge game for Auburn and, um, Kentucky's young, so they're going to play in a lot of close games, um, especially on the road. But I'm going to go with Kentucky. I think they're going to pull this one
1: out. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kentucky, too. I watched the entire Kentucky-Texas Tech game over the weekend, and I came away just thoroughly impressed with the Wildcats. Tough place to play. I mean, that that was the hottest ticket in Lubbock in a long time, and Kentucky went in there and won a you know as tough a road game as you're going to see all season. So I'll take the Wildcats on the road as well. Um, we're traveling back out west. i slide that map over um, so you can get a grip on this. We got number 23, Colorado, traveling to that ish USC Trojans squad. Uh, this one's up to me first. I get, Colorado is a lot like Maryland. Colorado is unpredictable on the road and not in a good way. So I'm going with the Trojans at home looking for a big win. And I'm assuming I think you're going the same way as me on this, aren't you, Al?
0: Yeah, I am. Colorado's just been too streaky for me to pick on the road like you said um and again we we mentioned it earlier uh usc needs this win they they, they need that win so uh yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna go usc
1: colorado just seems like a team that i can already see getting like a five or six seed in the ncaa tournament and they are the team they are the <laughs> like bullseye losing in the first round to an 11 or 12 seed just <laughs> right there i mean that's just gonna like east tennessee state colorado 6-11 matchup like, just give me the Buccaneers. Like, right, that's just, where,
0: where every single person in the country has that pick. To yeah. To the point where it's, like, it's not even like an upset. Like, yep. whatever the, the 12 team is that they play is legit favored in the
1: game. Yeah. Nope. Yep. So, that's, I just want to get out in front of that, that I, I, I love Tad Boyle, although he's afraid to play the pokes in Laramie. Yeah. Because the last time that happened, he scored like 33 points in 40 minutes, in a 40 minute basketball game. So, I like Tad Boyle but I don't like Colorado on that one. I will go with the Trojans. I get to pick another... They, they kind of
0: remind me of Mississippi State last year where they
1: were out the bat, but I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. Mississippi
0: State's going to lose that game. They're, they're not making it to the... Second part of the weekend
1: there. Yeah, yeah. No, that was – that was they were playing Liberty in that opening round. And a little sidebar, Liberty uh, has fallen on hard times in the Atlantic Sun, which I didn't know you could fall on hard times in the Atlantic Sun. But they lost back-to-back games in the state of Florida to North Florida, who's actually decent. But then they turn around and lost to Stetson, the Hatters, um, who I think Ohio State beat by about 50. So Liberty, Liberty is no longer an at-large <laughs> I candidate. I watched that game.
0: They're not good. We we were talking about
1: this team going undefeated. Oops. And, and, you know, after they lose to LSU, I'm like, okay, they'll only lose one game now. They're not going to lose in the a Sun. They lose back-to-back. Okay, I think we can establish this, and I'm not saying it's the same, but I'm saying it's equivalent on a smaller stage. It is tough to win on the road in conference, whether you're Liberty, Ohio State, whether you're Colorado, whether you're – Tennessee, whether you're Baylor, it's hard to win on the road in conference. And that is that was proven in the A Sun over the weekend as Liberty took two losses. Liberty now is a kind of a shame that they're they're a good basketball team. They are, and they're gonna be a conference tournament or bust team because they're not making an at large anymore. They had an at large case had they not lost in the A Sun and they lost back to back games. They are now dead. You you cannot
0: you cannot lose to
1: Stetson. Yeah, no, can't lose to the Hatters. Hatters have a nice year. Yeah, did
0: not think you're gonna get into the into the tournament with an
1: hour. Yeah, no, sorry, Liberty. I hope you make it because I think you're a good team that can win a game in March. So I hope you get in there. Um, but you're going to have to do it via the ASUN tournament. So you got to beat the Lipscums, Stetsons, North Florida's, NJITs of the world. So best of luck to you, Liberty. Um, we're going to the Big Ten, and this is up to you, Al. I believe we got number 21 Illinois taking on number 19 Iowa on a Sunday. Very good, juicy Big Ten matchup we got there. Who do you got in this one? This
0: is tough. I, I honestly, I think I'm gonna go Iowa, but this is like a toss-up. Like I also I haven't like seen a ton of these games, but Iowa. When I've watched Iowa, they've been they keep every game close. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Iowa. Flip a coin, though I don't
1: know. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Iowa too, and I, you know, I I want to pick Illinois. Illinois, you know, tied atop the conference with Michigan State. I want to pick the Fighting Illini, but I <laughs> like
0: I like I like Underwood there. I I'm, I'm I'm happy that Illinois is starting to get better. Finally, they've had just so many bad years under Gross, and then,
1: uh, yeah. I
0: mean, it's it's good it's good for basketball that Illinois kind of coming
1: back. Oh yeah! It's a, oh, it's it's, it's really always fun. good to have these you know Power Five programs that have like a Rutgers that hasn't been good in a while. You know Underwood, you know made Indiana. This, yeah. Illinois, they're
0: starting to figure it out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's great for the Big Ten. And it's great for college basketball because those are those are schools that love their college basketball too. Mm-hmm. It's got to be so frustrating to go to that school like where you're just expecting your team to be good and they've just been they've been bad for like a solid decade now.
1: Yeah. And the football team doesn't alleviate much stress because I mean Illinois did make a bowl game for the first time in a while, but yeah, they,
0: they got hot. Lovey, well, uh, what is it? Well, uh, who's the who's the coach there? Lovey
1: um, Smith, uh, best beard and best beard in football, baby. Yeah,
0: man. He, hey, he played. He coached for a for a Super Bowl,
1: and then he and then he coached know. for a coached for a cheese it bowl title, and he lost it. But damn it, he coached for one. <sighs> <laughs> Jesus for life, baby. <laughs> so I'm taking the hot guys as well. Um we'll see if we can get differ on this last one. It's up to me to pick first. It's a good mid-major game against two bubble teams. One I think is more bubbly than the other. We got VCU traveling to Rhode Island. Good little Friday night game in the A10 circle this one to watch if you got nothing better to do on a Friday night. You got the Rams against the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm going to it's like the national championship game. I'm going with the Tigers. <laughs> Good one, Oh, Doug. sweet. Oh. <laughs> give me give me the home Rams though. Give me Rhode Island with needing a big win as they're more bubbly than VCU is. I'm going to go with Rhode Island at home, big win for the Rams.
0: So, I'm I'm going we're we're going to differ because you know Rhode Island, they've got a tough week. They're a
1: small they're state to... and they're not going to win basketball. Okay, Al. All right, geography they've, whiz they've over there. Got, no, they've got George Mason on Tuesday. You know how I like George Mason? Oh, they're, they're looking. Tired oh. Out. They're going to be tired out come Friday, uh,
0: Friday afternoon, Friday night. So I'm, I'm going VCU with this one.
1: Okay. All right. You're going with the Commonwealth. I'm going with the small staters over there in Rhode Island. Okay.
0: Rhode yeah. Island, really cool state, though.
1: Really cool. I've never been I've, there.
0: I'd love to live there.
1: You would love to live there.
0: Yeah, dude, I when I visited there it was beautiful.
1: Where did you go Providence? Yeah. I think that's the only place you can go in Rhode Island. It's like the whole damn state.
0: Yes, it is
1: a cool little state. <laughs> On that note, before we talk too much about geography because I could talk about geography until the hens come home. Um, oh, you
0: know I can talk about it for about 2 seconds and then I'm That's why
1: I'm trying to get us cut off here and you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So do, do, get, End this before I say something real tough. Yeah, as if you haven't for the past fifty-five minutes, myself included as well. I mean, I—I I was the one who picked Utah State as a Final Four team. I'll be the first to get out in front of that one. Of course, Al thought Ohio State was going to make the Final Four, and <laughs> God, they were a a Northwestern loss away from being in our bubbles list. So, just to put well, that on record. The game. Yeah, so, nothing cures the woes tough, like tough to, tough, to, tough to win on the road. The big. Oh God! All right. So all right. Oh God! Oh. Oh, you duped me! Oh. It's tough to win on the road in the Big Ten. No in conference play. It's tough to win on the road, and we lost that game last year. Damn Good it! back for Ohio State. I think we're back on track. God, it's like it's like Liberty beating. It's like Liberty losing to Stetson. That would have been Ohio State losing to Northwestern. I Al used my own argument against me. That's that's the. Hey, yeah, how's that one? So, that's the sign of... You mentioned how good how impressed
0: with Kentucky you are. Well, Iowa State as a win against Kentucky. That's so, the
1: sign I'm, of a good accountant. I'll tell you what, an accountant that'll live in Rhode Island someday. And on that note, that'll do it for another edition of the Corner 3 Pod. Um, For Al, I'm Bud. We will see you next week.
0: Hasbrook heads to the right corner. The jumper from Moore. Ah! Yeah <laughs>